Hello, New York Giants fans, and welcome to episode 44 of the G-Man Journal. It's Ben Becker, joined by a much familiar guest uh, to this podcast, Dylan Waxman. What's up, guys? Um, yeah, we did. We're doing another one of these over-the-phone podcasts. We did one last week on mine about free agency. So, yeah. You can do the intro. So, yeah, so today we're just going to be focusing on the Giants um, free agency. Again, as Dylan mentioned, this one is over the phone. So if the audio sounds a little bit off, that would be why, um, just because it's over the phone. Um, As we have to be separated by um, this coronavirus outbreak, uh, you know, obviously we have to uh, do this over the phone. We can't be in the same room. So, yeah, so that's what's going to happen today. Um, we're just going to go through and discuss each of the Giants' uh, free agent moves and then give them an overall grade. Are you going to? So before we get started, so before we get started on this one today, I'd like to thank our sponsor for this episode, Chris J. Vaccarelli. If you're a small business and you're looking for an accountant to help with your tax needs, call Chris J. Vaccarelli CPA. Chris J. Baccarelli, we don't forget about the little guys. So big thanks to him uh, for sponsoring this episode. But yeah, we uh, can get into it here. Are you there? Yeah, sorry. Uh, sorry, guys. Sorry for that break there. A uh, bit of a waiver there. But anyway, we will get started um, with the Giants franchise tagging Leonard Williams. Yeah, um, I think I mentioned this on my podcast that I don't think they necessarily signed him for what he was, um, for his talent or potential, more that they were proving a point that it was worth it to trade for him. Yeah, and and the thing you have to remember with his signing is, is the fact that I, I don't know what you were going to replace him with, right? It, are you going to... I mean, you can criticize this move all you want, but if you if you just let him walk, number one, you're letting a third round pick and a fifth round pick go, right, for literally nothing, right. But then, but then, if you retain him like they did, right now, now you have a solid defensive piece. However, again, if you let him walk, what are you going to replace him with, right? Are you gonna Are you gonna sign Clowney to a $25 million contract and you know especially a guy with an injury history and you can't get a physical on him these days with this whole coronavirus thing so so and people are going to criticize that move even more than they criticize or are criticizing this move and you know again like Dylan said I think I kind of agree with the sense that it might be just to prove a point that it was um you know that it was uh worth worth it um i think that you know again only time will tell with these with these free agent signings you can only um you know analyze them so much but but yeah right because i guess the thought was like are it seems like it would be ridiculous for them to trade a third and a fifth round pick for five games of a maybe average defensive end Mm -hmm. like Right. So, and I guess the thought was franchising, franchise tagging him is maybe he'll be successful. So, and we don't look completely stupid by. Yeah. yeah. And, 
And again, you have to remember with these franchise tags, this is really just a placeholder for the long-term deal, right? They're hoping they're hoping they can, you know, pay him what they have to pay him this year, and then and then get you know, and then agree to terms on a long-term on a long-term deal, um, where you know maybe they don't pay him sixteen million dollars like they have to this year with um, with the franchise tag. However, I think um, I think that it's still it's still a move that that I can, I can kind of support, um, to a degree. Again, it's just a placeholder. So I don't think he's worth 16 mil a year and hopefully they can reach a long-term extension with paying him under $16 million a year. So, you know, it is what it is again, only time will tell, but we'll see. Yeah. So the next signing was the James Bradbury signing. Yeah. Um, I kind of agree. I kind of not the, proving a point thought of this, but I kind of think this is a average to maybe slightly above average cornerback who they overpaid for, worrying that they weren't going to get anything better or anything else, especially once Byron Jones signing sold and considering how terrible their secondary was this year. Yeah, and and again, this is another guy that Dave Gellman is familiar with. Um drafted him in Carolina. That too. Um, again, maybe maybe they did overpay. Um, again, one of those things where it's, you know, you almost have to well what what else were they going to do, right? Once they missed out on Byron Jones and and you know the reports are that they were that they were in the running until the very end basically um, for Byron Jones, which which I like. I like that they are going after top tier talent even if you know they don't they don't end up getting getting there so again you know what else were they going to do right and and the other thing you have to remember with when looking at his stats is that in in him playing in the nfc south you have to remember there are so many top receivers in that division right you have michael thomas twice a year uh mike evans and chris godwin twice julio Twice right, a year. Julio twice a year. So that's and you know him being the top, the top guy in that Carolina secondary. He had to guard all of them. Right. I'm. A, I don't know if he has just thought because he liked what he was getting paid, or he liked Carolina's organization. But like, who wouldn't want to get out of that? Right. Not to mention the the receivers in the NFC East are kind of subpar. Right. At the best. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, you kind of go through. The Redskins definitely don't have a great wide receiving corps. Uh, in Dallas, you know, you have Amari, who they just signed to a big contract. Big. Um, and then the Eagles, who have a bunch of okay receivers, but not like a star like any of those guys you just listed from the NFC South. Right, so I think it will definitely get easier. Um, again, a veteran presence that can uh, maybe help lead uh, this this young secondary that the Giants have. So we'll see. Again, only time will tell. Um, along with all the other deals that they've made for the most part, this is a deal that is front-loaded. So what they're doing is instead of giving a signing bonus, which is distributed throughout the length of the contract, they're giving a roster bonus, which only applies to this year. So in a sense, they are front-loading these deals. Um, the Giants are, and... That way, they don't have to absorb the cap hit, you know, for for the later years in the contract with the signing bonus. They can just take the hit 
this year when they have a lot and save money throughout. And I, I think that that's, that's the way to go, and that's very logical if you're the Giants because, you know, if you're a rebuilding franchise such as the Giants, you know, you need cap room, right? You can't, you can't afford to, to be losing money on all these guys, you know, as they go throughout their career. And also it leaves less and less dead money. So once, so once the player is, has gone through all of their guaranteed money and they don't have any other bonuses, then once you cut them, there's no dead money. It's just, so it's worse this year, better or long term. Um, yeah, basically. Cool. So we will move on to the next to the next signing, and that would be the Blake Martinez signing. I don't know what you think about this signing, but I like it a lot. So do I. Um, you know, with the, what the Giants have have done here is, if you look through all the guys that they've signed, look through where they've played, they've all played um, for the most part with with guys that, um, on the Giants staff. Um, you know, obviously, um, you have. Uh, James Bradbury um, being drafted by Dave Gellman. You have um, Blake Martinez, who was drafted at the time that Patrick Graham, the, the Giants' current defensive coordinator, was the defensive coordinator in Green Bay. So all guys that the Giants staff are familiar with, and you know, I think that you know they actually played this played this free agency rather safe, which I'll talk about towards the end of the episode when we work on wrapping things up. But, um, but yeah, I, I like this Blake Martinez signing. A slightly above-average player last year who can fit really nicely into this Giants defensive scheme that they will run, um, supposedly, uh, with Patrick Graham. And, obviously, he fit in um, to that scheme um, being drafted by Patrick Graham uh, in Green Bay. So, again, I like this signing. Yeah. It, yeah, that's probably, in my opinion, I think that's the best signing. And I think they got him on a pretty good deal, at least compared yeah. to probably James Bradbury, the sec- the most notable signing, because I think they overpaid for him. So I like this one. He was decent yeah. in Green Bay. And another one, and another one where they um, used the roster bonus, which absorbs right. the cat hit um, for this year rather than the roster bonus, again, as we just talked about. Right. So, Dill, if you don't have any other notes, we will move on to the next signing. Yeah. All right, so uh, the next signing would be um, the Giants signing tight end Levon Toledo. Um, played with the San Francisco 49ers last year. Um, I personally don't have a lot to say here. Basically, just Red Ellison's replacement. Um, so, yeah, not much for me there. I mean, Still, do you have anything? I don't have too much to say besides the fact that I could I would bank on Evan Ingram getting hurt this season, so it'll be down to him probably, and uh, I think second year player Caden Smith. Yeah, probably. Um, I, and I don't love that, but to be honest, when it was like Rhett Ellison for a few years at the start of Ingram's career, where he got hurt, pretty much still every year. Um. Yeah, I don't know. The tight end core is okay, if healthy. I think right. he's, at least at the beginning of the year, is probably the third string tight end. Um, maybe not, though. Maybe he's second yeah. behind or in front of Caden Smith. Um, sure, right. We'll see. He, I don't know, unless 
maybe Ingram and Caden Smith if Caden Smith is to start over him. Um, both or get hurt, he will make an impact. But I, I don't see this guy as a game changer for the Giants' offense. Yeah, nor do I. Um, so yeah, again, not much to say there. Uh, solid move. Um, yeah. So we'll move on. Yeah. All right. So the next signing that the Giants made is signing inside linebacker Kyle Furkel, um, another guy that came from Green Bay um, last year, uh, played there along with Patrick Graham. So um, almost like a lesser version of Blake Martinez. Um, little bit of a different um of a different plague style but you know again that same type of logic with signing um uh blake martinez right um i think it's one of those signings like like you said um that they were playing it safe i think they were just pat are just trying to pad up the defense because the defense has been such a mess and since the 2016 season that like I would bank on people getting hurt or people just not being good or living up to hype. So I feel like it's a good safe sign in. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, again, came from that Patrick, um, Graham defense in, um, in, uh, green Bay. So, you know, you know, it is what it is. Um, I kind of like it. Um, slightly below average um, player there. So, yeah. 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 All right. So, um, so, the next signing I have the Giants making is um, signing offensive tackle Cameron uh, Fleming. Um, yeah, I don't know too much about this guy. He seems decent, maybe. Maybe slightly below average as well. Um. But once again, like I said, I think they have have been so bad at pretty much every position besides running back in the past like two two years, pretty much, and three because Odell got hurt. Um, that they they're just being safe. They're trying to play as safe as possible because things have been so unsuccessful in the past three years. So I I think it's a decent sign in. Yeah, I think that this is a guy that can definitely um, compete for a tackle job. Now, this this will be interesting. I still firmly believe that the Giants will take a tackle in this year's draft. Me too. Yeah. So, so now this this brings up something interesting. Now, do you does this mean that they're moving on from Nate Solder in some way, or does it mean that this is more of a depth depth piece <laughs> move? Because you figure, should they take a tackle, that guy will either start it right or left. And now you have three with only two jobs, a somewhat favorable contract with the um, with Cam Fleming, but then you know definitely not a favorable contact contract with um, with um, I don't know if it's moving on because once again, like I said, I don't know if this guy is necessarily like I. I'm not saying Nate Soldier is good. He's been way too disappointing and way too overpaid in his two years on the Giants. Um, But I think he's still a vet. Maybe maybe they'll keep him at starting. Maybe not. We'll see. I think they will take a tackle in the draft, which will create an interesting scenario for Nate Solder. But we'll see. 
Yeah, and I, I kind of like the fact that now Solder has to work in training camp. I mean, should we have it? Nobody really knows at this point. But um, to at least make him compete, and hopefully he gets somewhat better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the next signing that the Giants made uh, was signing um, what should be backup quarterback Colt McCoy. This is a signing that I think is only relevant just because of how much quarterbacks get hurt in the NFL. And right, we saw Colt McCoy two years ago when Alex Smith got hurt. I think he then got hurt too. But um, And he wasn't terrible. I don't know if he's an awful um, backup quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, um, again, just, you know death piece here. Um, not much to say on this one. Um, and yeah, now if Dylan, you have nothing else to say, we will move on. Yeah. Alright, so the next signing the Giants made um, is signing running back Dion Lewis. Um, he, he's a guy who like isn't great, but is pretty good as a bad running back. Um, right. He'll probably start at backup, or he'll probably be like the backup running back. Right. Now, this brings up an interesting scenario with Wayne Gallman because I don't think it's very logical to have three somewhat solid running backs on your team. Um, I, I wonder if now Wayne Gallman goes to the goes to the free agent or to the trade block. Um and then potentially gets released. Um, I don't really see the sense in releasing him because it doesn't really give you that much cap room. Um, so, yeah, so it should be interesting. Maybe Wayne Gallman gets flipped for a late-round pick. Um, but, you know, I don't really know. I kind of like the signing play back up uh, to Derrick Henry last year. So um, I mean, yeah, we'll this is like second or third time, I think, so far this free agency if we consider the offensive tackle just, like, padding at one position. Because, like I said, like, twice already, the Giants have been so atrocious at every position the past the past few years that they're just being safe. Or yeah. in the running back's case with Saquon getting hurt last year and not being too productive last year, I'm not saying Saquon is not the guy. I'm just pointing it out that I think they're being safe in case – he happens to not be the guy. Right. Yeah, I would agree with that. And um, so, yeah, I think we'll move on to the final signing that the Giants made. Yeah. All right. And that would just be bringing back uh, wide receiver Corey Coleman. Uh, this came, this news broke uh, la- late last night. So, yeah. So, um, just, you know, it is what it is. Um, brought him back he was I guess you could say um a solid uh wide receiver for them last year um wasn't that good at receiving he's a decent um returner I don't think this matters once again unless receivers start getting hurt which yeah happened a lot last year or in Golden Tate's case suspended um right so it, yeah, it's not it's not terrible. It's or especially considering they're like re-si- resigning. It's I I don't know if it's worth it. But how much did they pay him? I don't know. I I didn't not see a the lot. term. Probably not a lot. Um, 
Right. It's yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. All right, so that that's it for the signings. I think we'll move on to the final just recap um and grade. Yeah. Uh, are we doing the grade now or the recap first? Uh, so let's just kind of talk about uh, what you've seen or, you know, what you have overall. My grade? Um, I think it's decent, but it's not great because they didn't, like, go after or they went after a big guy, but they didn't get a big guy, which sure. would be, like, if if they're adding everything they got so far and, like, one, like, Pro Bowl-level player, um then it's probably in like an A, A minus range. But because mm-hmm. they didn't, I'm going to give it a B. Okay, I'm going to go slightly below you with a B minus. Um, you know, I, I kinda, I'm fine with this free agency. I think the Leonard Williams franchise tag uh, kind of weighs it down a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I, I don't think that, that really matters. Um, but you know, it, it is what it is. Um, my grade, uh, for this free agency would have to be, um, a B minus just because I don't know that they necessarily got that much better because if you think about it, right, James Bradbury replaces Janoris Jenkins, then Blake Martinez replaces Alec Ogletree. Sorry. Completely unnecessary. Mm -hmm. Breaking news. Nothing to do with football. Noah Syndergaard to- getting Tommy John surgery. Yeah, I saw that come through. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, I have um, I have them getting a B minus again. You know what I was saying with you know the kind of the replacing. Um, you know, uh, James Bradbury replaces Janoris Jenkins, who was cut last season. Then, um, then Blake Martinez replaces um, Alec Ogletree. Then Kyle Farkel replaces Marcus Golden. Should they not bring him back, um, you know they're supposedly still in um, discussions. Then you know then Cam Fleming replaces Mike Remmers. Um, you know uh, what else? Um, Deion Lewis doesn't necessarily replace anyone, and Corey Coleman just comes back. So, so I don't know that they got a whole lot better, but I think they did improve depth wise um and there obviously are some some pieces that i like um such as the blake martinez i like that better than alec ogletree and i guess i probably like the james bradbury more than janoris jenkins yeah all right so um i think that will just about wrap it up here um on this free agent recap for the giants yeah so me, be sure to check out my podcast. Um, obviously, continue to check out Ben's. Check out my new website, the DW. Um, it's, it's looking solid. Yeah, I visited that. Um, great website, great podcast for Dell. So, if you do not already listen to that, please tune into that one. Um, we do have, we did do another over the phone, um, or we did kind of talk about free agency um, last week. Uh, but yeah, that's that's about it. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Sure. Um, thanks for doing this over the phone. Thanks for taking the time. Um, so, yeah, so um, that's it. That's all I have. I hope you guys enjoyed listening. Please, again, continue to tune in. Um, as, you know, 
we continue um, to do to stay at home, so don't be surprised if there is another over the phone episode um, in coming in the near future. But yeah, that's about it. I hope you guys enjoyed listening, and thank you.